Okay, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Hello everyone, good to see you, alhamdulillah. So we've got Adagan from Australia here already, wonderful. <laughs> good, good to see you. All right. So uh, Baki, if you could lead us with the calling the Fatiha. Alhamdulillah. On the heart of the Kirinajirahi, the heart of all messengers and prophets and mothers, to the heart of humanity. Okay, thank you. Good. So we're continuing with the, the eight poems that begin the chapter of the Station of Love. And I'm calling these thesis poems because in a way, what uh, Ibn Arabi has done is he's brought us these beautiful poems, and then he spends the rest of the chapter, which is, I guess, two or so hundred pages, and explains and explores and, and dives into these poems and gives us, uh, so these poems then can be seen also as, as explanations and arguments and theses and, and descriptions and telling us what's happening here. So our first poem is here. It's number four. So we've it's one to eight, and we're going four to seven this this month, inshallah. And something that is gathered together in this chapter also is our argument, the fourth poem, and it's this one. Indeed, being is a grammatical particle. You are its signification. And I have no hope in existence except who. The letter particle is a signification, and the signification of the letter lies in its sword stillness, not moved by a vowel, and no eye sees other than its lodge. The heart, given what his innate nature provides him, swirls and roams the space between his lodge and his meaning. God is inaccessible, so no one encircles him. But even after that, we are vast enough for who? It is not I who said it. No, the Hadith came with it from the divine. And this phrasing is its purport. When God the true desires to inhabit the heart's abode, for this he proportions him as a good creation and evens him perfectly. Exactly what my being is, is just what his image is, a revelation, whole, true, and no one knows who but who. God is greatest, nothing resembles who, and there is nothing but who, no, who is who. No entity with an eye sees anything but nothingness, so it is true that the being, the grasped sight, is God. And none sees God but God, so cross over and take heed of my word, so as to know its purport and purpose and its import, and its import, yeah. So if we look at this grammatical part, particle idea, the word for letter, harf, um, 
has a lot of meanings in the semantic field. A harf letter is turning a thing from its proper way. So it's a moving to somewhere it's not used to going or naturally going. So we're letters which are turned from going our usual way by a divine force, altering it from its manner. So we have a, maybe a human way of being, a letter way of being, and we are moved a different way by the divine. And it also is about putting the coal on the eye. The harf is an extremity and a verge. So we're on a verge. And this reminds us of the sirat, the bridge of our life, which is as, a, as sharp as a, a sword, and then going either side. The writing reed, which is not yet cut obliquely. So we're a raw pen until we are cut a certain way to make a letter being in suspense and waiting to see the result, turning from side to side. So in one verse, among the people are some who worship God on the harf, on the verge. If good befalls them, they are well contented. And if trial befalls them, they turn hearts on their faces. They lose both this world and the hereafter. That is a clear loss. So this is, we are letters. And so the, the way letters work in this semantic field is the way we work. Um, and we are on the verge. Do we move this way or that way? And so our letter form is ac accepting to move either way. And so which way do we move? Are we on the verge? And do we move in the way that we are contented with, uh, with good and we are still uh, contented with trial? So you are its signification. The word signification here, ma'anan, is meaning, and it's opposed to phrasing and mental as opposed to census-based. I have no hope in existence except who, and then the surd stillness not moved by a vow. So we'll look at this, uh, what this surd existence not moved by a vow. So kun fayakun and kaun. So sakin is when something is a consonant and it's stilled and it's unruffled, it's subsided, it's gone down, and then it's relaxed. So harakat is vowel and it's movement. And so we're having the, the imagery of the two letters and the third letter inside, and the two partners are moving, that's harakat. And then when they're done, they subside and they make a consonant. They make a, a surd, uh, this consonantal stop. So this consonantal stop, let me see if I can get that page coming here. There we go. This consonantal st stop is this imagery that we've looked at before. So kun faya kun. So if we look in the wave, so as the wave and Ibn Arabi talks about the, the, the sexual grammar and it physically and grammatically as being under this wave and it's this overwhelming force. So fakun, uh, kun then is the, the K is here, the wav is in the middle, inside the womb of the noon. And everyone is moving, they're all moving. And so that's harakat, vowel. So kun, fayakun, and fayakun then moves to kaun. 
And so if you look down here, you have the, the zeros, the circles are the consonantal stops. So after the creative process has taken place, the parties subside and the ooh, the wav that was inside and hidden uh, reemerges and all, all are stilled and we have existence. So movement, be, and it is, and then subsiding stillness, existence. Okay. And this lodge, this lodge, so the imagery of is like with the smoke drifting and going up, swirling and roaming. So the heart is roaming this space between the lodge and the meaning. So the lodge is the vessel, the place where this letter is ready to hold something. And then when it is holding something, meaning is created. Now the re relationship between the vessel and the meaning is this smoky and swirling and roaming kind of situation. So between the lodge and the meaning, there's this drifting. There are those who can see the meaning and the lodge at the same time. And the reason that incense and smoking and smoke going rising and things like that is meditative is because this is the way uh, most of us perceive that there's a lodge and there is meaning. So when we see this and our eyes kind of glaze over, we enter into uh, theta brainwaves instead of alpha brainwaves, then we begin to see as if this heart is is letting its meaning drift and swirl to somewhere else. And of course, what we want to do is have these letters have meaning. So letters and books, uh, they're all just letters and forms and books. And we're all just people with forms and we're in sentences and we're in books and we're in societies and we're all of that. The signification is what counts. What we want is the meaning. And so that this life would be a meaningful one. This image would be a meaningful life. And this letter would convey meaning. And so the letters on the page of the book, uh, there's nothing in there. The meaning isn't in there. Between the lodge and the meaning, there's this, it drifts and swirls. And this uh, movement also, when we move into meditative state or theta brain waves, uh, then something else can begin to happen. Uh, Ibn Arabi has used the imagery of an ember, which we'll look at. An ember that you, in the night, you go like this, and the ember creates a circle. We also have, in more recent times, uh, the concept of movie frames and flip books. And so movie frames are moving at 15 frames per second, and they look continuous. The eye can't see the individual ones. If it slows down, there's a stuttering, ta 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 ta, and we see, oh, it's, it's, each of these are individual cells or, or frames. But when it speeds up, we see it as continuous. And this continuousness uh, is, we then think that the creation is continuous, when actually there's a new creation at every moment. And so what's coming at us is a new creation, another new creation, another new creation. And we supply the continuity to it. We supply that this is a continuous process. We are also points. So as it, like a movie frame, a cell, uh, that movie frame is a, is a point, it's a one thing. 
And as it's flying by, you know, that, that movie screen will have celluloid and it will have, uh, you know, those the uh, holes in the side and a flip book will have each page will have something. But as the pages are flicking through, we're not seeing the pages. And so the pages are not seen, the cells of the frame are not seen, and the dots that we are are not seen. So this dot, which has light and being cast onto it, is invisible, can't be seen. So I don't see me, I don't see you. I see being and, and adjectives and verbs, and these are divine being, divine adjective and divine verb. And so, uh, and this was in that this was a, a century when this concept was, you know, very, very exciting one, uh, that we are actually creating and constructing what we call reality, based on imperfect information or dots or pixels or points. So these are all points and dots and pixels. And we then create this as, oh, this is a continuous whole. Um, when in fact, the, the, what we never see are the individual dots that make up the reality that we think we are living in. And so, and the, so the other imagery was the ember one. And these embers, uh, to this day, at an urs, at a saint's tomb, uh, someone will be there and in the middle of the night and have this ember and be drawing beautiful pictures. And so uh, Aisha will read us uh, the verse which Ibn Arabi is inspired to show this example and then this passage, if you could. If you want to recognize the form of the configuration of the universe and its visible emergence and the rapidity of the diffusion of the divine command B throughout the universe and what the sights and the insights perceive of the universe, then look at what comes about in the air with the rapidity of the motion of the ember, of, of fire in the hand of her mover when he rotates her, in the eye of the observer, there newly appears a circle or a line drawn out if he makes a motion which is lengthwise or whatever shape he likes. You, you do not doubt that you, are, that you see a circle of fire and you do not doubt that there is not in fact a circle. No, that is configured in your gaze by the rapidity of the motion and it is his word, our command and, he, and this is his word be is only one, like the single ember, like the lightning glance of the sight perceiving a circle, but it is not the circle. That is an aim of the image created, visibly emerging before the perception of the eye. You make the judgment with regard to your gaze and your sight and your insight and your reflection. That is something of creation, but by your knowledge and your gush, you know that it is a true, created by true, nothing appearing to your eye that is not who, this is an empty non-being in being itself. Good, thank you. Yes, yeah, so this is something that, so knowledge tells us that the, all of this is happening, but our eyes uh, cannot tell us that and we can't, and that's not our conventional reality. 
And so these points uh, and these letters and the ink and the ink vessel. So at one place in, in, in such clarity, Ibn Arabi tells us, you see, there is no vessel who has except the entity of who. There is no vessel that who has except the entity of who. So these letters, where do they come from, which are holding this divine meaning? Well, there is no vessel that who has to hold these divine meanings except who herself, who he has self. And so the ink pot and the ink, uh, the ink has no place to be except whatever the ink creates for itself. And so this is the none sees God, but God, there is no ink, but the ink, there is no ink vessel, but the ink making that vessel of its ink self and so on. <laughs> Okay, and uh, so, and here, am I, are we on the right? Oh, I'm, I've skipped, here we go. Yeah, and if Salah uh, could give us the, um, read, the read that, uh, the verse, and re recall that part of the, the last line of the poem, and then uh, Nora would sing the Ilahi for us. And Salah might be having trouble getting on uh, with the internet. Okay. I'll try, but there is some disconnection in the internet. Okay. Inna al-wujud al-haqqun anta ma'anahu wa laysa li amalun fi kawni illahu. Al-harfu ma'anah wa ma'ana al-harfi sakinuhu wa ma tushahidu aynun Yeah, I think we're have, having uh, internet troubles. Um, okay, well, well, thank you, Salah, for that. Um, this part of none sees God but God is uh, the verse in Quran, la tudrikuhu alapsar wa hu yudriku alapsar, that, that, that no one is, that is grasping uh, these sites, but who is grasping these sites? Uh, Nora, could you uh, sing this part for us? Oh, Sultan of love, you are nearer than near and than nearer than that, oh, life, who else can I see but you? Who else can I be but you? Pure presence, 
Without horizon essence, without division, oh my sultan, nearer than my central life vein, you hold all secrets. I live in you as your prophets live. O Sultan of love, living your one life, my minutes disappear. Allah, my life is yours This my only sacrifice, pure praying without one who prays mercy, without I or thou. Oh, my Sultan, nearer than Central life vein, hidden light, Jonah. I live in you as your prophets live. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, and somehow we flew over one of this one. Okay. Uh, Omar, if you could. Uh, fill us in with this one and then uh, we'll hear the whole poem inshallah god is inaccessible so no one encircles him but even after that we are vast enough for who it is not i who said it no the hadith came with it from the divine and this phrasing is its purport when God, the true, desires to inhabit the heart's abode, for this he proportions him as a good creation and evens him perfectly. Exactly what my being is, is just what his image is, a revelation, whole, true, and no one knows who, but who. الذي خلقك the one who created you, then evened you, then balanced you. We are vast enough for who? This is from the Hadith. ما وسعني أرضي ولا سمائي ووسعني قلب عبد المؤمن Neither my earth nor my sky contains me, but the heart of my true believer contains me. He evens him, the heart, perfectly. What my being is, is just what his image is. Okay. Thank you. Good, good. And now, um, 
we have Janat to, to go ahead and recite the poem in Arabic. This one, this one's the one that got recited by Saleh, or did you mean? Yeah, the... but since we didn't hear so well, okay. um, perhaps we could, Jana, is that okay if you could? Yeah, we have, we're kind of cutting in and out, but I hope Jana has a, a okay. good uh, internet now and not at the cafe. <laughs> is, or we may, oh my goodness, let's see. We may have not. Okay, let's see. Oh, and she's not been able to make it. Oh my goodness. Okay, well we'll have to we'll have to have what uh, Salah gave us. Alhamdulillah. And uh, if we have time, I've got a I've got a recording I could play for that later. So here one, I can I can try to recite it. I haven't practiced it. But I can well, <laughs> actually, I mean, I mean, just for time. Let's see if we have time at the end because he gave me a a, a, a quick time and that that might might be able to something although of course you'll be reciting something else <laughs> and uh we have nirdiar here which is uh, this is the one that uh, ibn arabi says that i had not heard this before that but haq gave him this name and called him by this name and so uh the basis of this nirdiar this poem that we'll be looking at next is this what is your soul so when Jesus salam, says, and I do not know what is in the self of yours. You think that he's pointing to God in a way, saying, I do not know what is in yourself. But he's actually pointing to the this self. Say, I do not know what's in this self of yours, because this self belongs to you. So when I point to my myself, I'm saying, this is your self, and I do not know what is in it. And then Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, or a name in your knowledge or of your unseen that you have appropriated to you. So these are the, the basis of how Ibn Arabi is using this, the idea of yourself is this self right here. And so he's addressed to this uh, right now. So we'll hear the Ilahi first, and then we'll look at the poem afterwards. So Baki, if you could. Um, Of your love, 
There you go. So the mystic word, some revealed only to Rasul, that's uh, also this reference to the verse or a name in your knowledge of your unseen that you have appropriated to you, meaning in your knowledge, which is in me, in your unseen, which is in me, that you have appropriated to you. So this is the house detainee. And, and uh, if Yasmin, if you could recite that, and then Omar will uh, give us the Arabic. Okay, thank you. Um, the poem is about an event in which I saw the truth, addressing me with an idea in these verses. He called me by a name I'd never heard before, just from him, during this event, and it is Nerdia. I asked him for the interpretation of this word, and he said, the house detainee. These are the verses. I detained you in my house to make my image emerge manifest. So glory to you, sight my radiant Tajali, glorious glory. Your eyes have not sighted my likeness completely, and no eye has sighted a human like you. There does not remain in all possible worlds any more complete than you. I raised a decisive argument for this from the law. Whatever perfection there is, it is not other than you. From every perspective, that is simply what is. I appear to my creation in the image of Adam, and I confirm this in the revelations and laws by faith. If there were in all possible worlds any more perfect than you, being would be deficient in me, if there were. Yes, you are singled out in an image of my presence, and more perfect than me, there is not. So he explained. Thank you. And so these capital Y for you, that's uh, from the Arabic, it's the royal you, it's plural. And so it's, it's this divine speech to this human being with a capital Y, you. And so what a, what a poem. And so thank you, Yasmin. And uh, Omar, if you could give us the Arabic on this one. Masaktuka fidari li surati. فسبحانكم مجلى وسبحان سبحانا فما نظرت عيناك مثلي كاملا ولا نظرت عين كمثلك إنسانا فلم يبقى في الإمكان أكمل منكم نصبت على هذا من الشرع برهانا فأي كمال كان لم يك غيره غيركم على كل وجه كان ذلك ما كان ظهرت إلى خلقي بصورة آدم وقررت هذا في الشرائع إيمانا فلو كان في الإمكان أكمل منكم لكان وجود النقص في في إذا كان 
لأنك مخصوص بصورتي حضرتي وأكمل مني ما يكون فقد بانا. So this is the, the divine speech until the last one, and that's been explained. That's how he explained it. Uh, let me see here. Uh, right here we have. Um, right. So <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. So uh, Hamid, I know if if you could uh, read this uh, poem for us. Uh, this is the the sixth poem. God is too great for anyone to win him. And he's the beloved, the highest, the master all turn to for being. The sun perceives us and the sun perceive her. Yes, and the bending affection and the nourishing gift are from her to us. Indeed, we do see her and she is manifest visible, an allegory of the Tajali brilliantly radiating and no one gains the Tajali. The light prevents us from cutting her to size. So how about the one who has no size to be cut, one alone? In category and quantity, apart from any description of bodily masses, and here there is neither body, nor state, nor number. Thank you. So that's, so we have the intimacy of Nirdiar and then the Wow, the distance between us. And so all of this is part of this story of love. Wonderful. And uh, right now we have Asanura, if she'll re recite this poem for us. We're, that was number six. Now we're on number seven, <laughs> moving fast. And something that is gathered together in this chapter also is our argument, seventh poem. Rush to restore the unknown X of your age which has passed and take for yourself as your provision Al-Rahman during your journey. Say to him with inclining love, oh my last hope, how much the inner secret and the meaning yearn intensely for your predicate. I have known that I am, at the moment I am seen, someone whose being is by him. I never disappear from your gaze. If not for annihilation and negation of similitude from you, and what has come from you in the reports about being burned through by your sight, I have no hope in any but your vision, and I read no book which is not your story. Indeed, I ask you, O oh you who have no likeness, for something by which I will repel the final decision based on your decree. So he said to me, it is part of my decision that you should see my decree repelling my decree. And it is all based on your narration handed down. A word has come to all of you from my prophet about effacing what I have decided and telling you what will lengthen your life. All of you have a word so precious all of it a milky planetary pearl. And this is from the pearl. So may you reach this pearl with your pearls scattered like seeds in the sky. Thank you, wonderful. And so here we have uh, Hamida Noor, well, if she could read those two lines again and then uh, sing this, this ilahi for us. 
say to him with inclining love, oh, my last hope, how much the inner secret and the meaning yearn intensely for your predicate. I have come to know that at the moment I see who being is by, I never disappear from your gaze. Ever present, where should I search? Always aware, what should I pray? When you glance with infinite mercy, how can any separation be? Only speak to exalt your name. We see only seek to express your delight. Ruined are we, annihilated we, slain by you. We happy to be slain. Paradise, brilliant and pure, without your face is worse than hell. A single glimpse of your true essence brings to not every heavenly delight. When you consume a heart with your love, you scatter its ashes on the wind. What need have we for separate identity when we know you as the only truth? When there dawns a glimpse of your love, love of finitude fades away. What drunken heart you give to your friends, looking at themselves, they see only you. Free us from faces revealing your face, free us from doors opening your door. If you but once call me love slave, my bliss will surpass the bliss of your throne. Your perfect mercy cancels our faults. Rings of slavehood adorn our ears. You raised us up before time began. We are your guests, so treat us as you will. What do I care for the play of paradise? You make my every glance paradise. When you gaze into my eyes, no duality can arise. Wonderful, wonderful. So no, when you gaze into my eyes, no duality can arise. So this whole idea of that, if he would take the veils off, we would all be burnt through and everything would be burnt through. If it were unveiled, the glory of his face would burn through everything. Well, unless we understand who's gazing at whom, here there's a fine point and a gesture. In fact, this sight here is the sight of you, the creation for whom the true is your sight. So you are the one facing these veils. And this one described as the you, as the you, is the true, the true is your sight. And you are exactly the glory of the face. You see, God will never cease looking at the world. And he has never ceased doing so. And still the world has not been burned through by his vision of it. So... And here we have, uh, I've put the Hadith on this side um, in Arabic. It uh, may not be well known, uh, but a word has come from all of you from my prophet. And if, Yasmin, if you could read that uh, Hadith for us. Yeah, good. 
The prophet of God, peace and blessings be upon him, when he sat in sessions, a group of about three to ten of the companions used to sit with him. Among them was a man who had a little child who would come up to him from behind onto his back. Then he would seat him before him. The child died. This prevented the man from being present in the circle on account of remembering his child. He grieved. So the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, missed him and asked, what is this? I don't see so-and-so. They said, oh, messenger of God, the child, the one you saw, died. The prophet met the man and asked him about his child. He reported that he had died. So he consoled him. Then he said to him, which will be more beloved to you? That you enjoy him all your life? Or you come on the morrow to one of the gates of the garden, only to find him having preceded you there, he opening the gate for you. He said, O prophet of God, that he precede me to the gate of the garden, and he opened the gate for me, that would be most beloved to me. He said, then that is yours. Oh, thank you, Alhamdulillah. Uh, and we have Jana back, so she can give us this uh, seventh poem, reciting, inshallah. Badr li jabri alladhi fata min umurik, wilitattakhiz zadaka arrahmana fi safarik, wa qul lahu bilhawa ya muntaha amali, ma ashwaqa sirra wal ma'na ila khabarik, لقد علمت بأن حين أبصر من كان الوجود به ما زلت من نظرك لولا الفناء ونفي المثل عنك وما قد جاء عنك من الإحراق من بصرك ما كان لي أمل في غير مشهدكم ولا قرأت كتابا ليس في سيرك إني سألتك يا من لا شبيه له أمرا أرد به المحتوم من قدرك فقال لي من قضاء أن ترى قدري يرده قدري والكل من أثرك قد جاءكم عن نبي في إزالة ما قضيته وبما يزيد في عمرك لكم كلام نفيس كله درر وذا من الدر فتلحقه في دررك Wonderful, thank you. So, and uh, Salah helped me with this uh, one verse, uh, and I would not read a book which is not about your story. And so all of these books are his story, if we can read it that way. Alhamdulillah, thank you, Jana. Okay. Well, well, that timing is pretty amazing, 44 minutes. So <laughs> uh, it feels like that uh, it all works together when, uh, when the timing comes out so nicely, alhamdulillah. 
So of course, we'll ask Hamid Anur to sort of field any kind of comments or questions you have, and, and please feel free to say whatever you like and ask whatever you like, and let's take it from there. I have to adjust my screen for a second, just a second. Here we go. Okay, there we Thank go. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shuei. Um, Omar asked a question early on. Can you tell us more on Ibn Arabi's comment on Jesus saying to God, you know what is within myself, and I know not what is within yourself? Okay. Yeah, this one, uh, and it's, it's really gotten into two pages, so I'm not sure how much. What he's looking at is the question is, uh, Anta, have you said that no, you are to be worshipped, you and your mother, apart from God? So he answered him, you, you know what is in myself, and I do not know what is in her. And it is you who are the one who knows in full the unseen. So how can anyone to whom belong the creation and the command seek to understand with saying, Anta, are you the one? Uh, Jesus did not say to him, I did not say that I am a God because of his knowledge that is he is a Khalifa behind one whom one acts and a complete human being. So being a Khalifa behind behind whom Allah is working, uh, it would be inappropriate to then say, I am not a God because who is speaking um, and a complete human being and that the divine names all belong to him. So as a complete human being, Isa has all of the divine names. So if you have all of the divine names and Allah is speaking from behind you, it would be inappropriate to say, to tell people, I am not God. But you do said, I said to them in Quran, I said to them only what you commanded me to say. And Jesus does not add anything to this. Now, when the speaker utters what he is commanded to say, it is not necessary that he speak of everything he is amid. You see, he is not commanded to say all of that. He extricated himself from responsibility for what the people were saying by communicating what he did. So Ibn Arabi is, is saying that it, it was not up to Jesus to explain everything to what's happening, but it was only appropriate for him to say what he was commanded to say. And he said what he was commanded to say. And so this is the beginning of the separation in a way, in, in by knowledge and by kash, of who is who and what your soul is and what my soul is. And that separation is part of this. Um, and then he adds then to the, the, the dua of the, of the Prophet وسلم, that a name in your knowledge of your unseen. So your unseen is not over there. Your unseen is inside here. So this is Ibn Arabi's way of helping us see that there's two images involved because he says, as the grammarians say, you can't annex a thing to itself. You can't say a thing's self, but you can say a thing and itself if they're two different images. So he says there are two different images. There's self and there's your. And so yourself is two images. One is the yourself I'm talking to you and one the self that you have, which is me. And, and would the self that you have, which is me, be different from the self that is talking to you in terms of perception, realization? I mean, he's not, because, because he used different grammars when referring to nafsi and nafsak, 
there must be a distinction in the reality, even if it is the same self between nafsi and nafsak. So right. what would that distinction be? I mean, yeah. Even yes. if... Yeah, so, so that yeah, the distinct the distinction is when someone is near DR, when someone is a house detainee, then the self that's being talked to is, then God says to that self with capital Y, you, that you are the one, and there's nothing more perfect than you, and so that's because that particular self became a house detainee. Uh, other selves, that's when you say nafsi and nafsik, that you distinguish between myself and yourself. And so there are other selves out there, um, but they're not ones that Allah says, I have appropriated you and I have detained you in my house. That's that's a special situation. So you're right, that's, that's the distinguish between myself and yourself. It depends on, are we talking about the self that's been detained so that God can say you, meaning me, um, and or is it the self that's you know walking around like like we are mostly? And so this is also why um, Jesus didn't go and say more than that and say, well, let me explain. There's sometimes when I speak and I say I, that I is the divine I. And so. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Shaib, which uh, chapter is this particular? One in. This one, I think I know right away. Uh, it's book 23. Book 23, and uh, I'll, I'll look it up and, and email you that one. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Um, and a, a related question, are we seeing on behalf of God or what we see is God? And so that's the 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 beautiful uh, flexibility and the deliberate um, ambiguity of language allows us to say yes and yes or yes and or no and no and who is and who isn't and so um, so in one sense there is we see on behalf of God so that when that when God wants to see something not having corporal, you know, not having physical, visible uh, eyes and retinas and nerves and all these kinds of things, then who's actually looking? Well, it's my eye, which is looking. And then so if I am loved by God, God says, I become your eye with which you see, but with which I see also. So it's both. And so um, when so the person who is loved that way and is seeing that way, it is both God sees and becomes that eye which sees, and but it's the eye that you see with, but it's also the eye with which God sees it. And God, nothing, none sees God but God. And so that's how we, we shift all of this thing. And the idea here, um, there is no philosophical or theological or systematic uh, entrance in any of all of these discussions. And that's why love is such a great metaphor for it. There is no uh, philosophical or theological uh, description of love, which is encompassing and says, that's it, you've defined it. And defining is to put the fence in it, and there's no, no such thing. And so uh, that's why we, what Ibn Arabi does is he works with prose, and then he, in, with great relief, starts giving us poems <laughs> and so the poems are where language can show us that the way language can accept multiple meanings as they go along 
that's the way we also work. We accept multiple meanings, uh, just the way Jesus salam, accepts multiple meanings that, uh, did you say that you were a God with you and your mother to be worshiped? And he says, I only said what you told me to say. And so that is also saying that my being as a letter uh, is is susceptible to different meanings. And so it's not up to him to tell everybody each of those meanings. And just the way it's not up to the poet uh, to say exactly, well, what are you talking about exactly? Are you talking about Inayat or are you talking about God? And so Ibn Arabi says, you know, shame on you when I say Inayat and, and, uh, and, and Zainab and Zulecha and all of these names, uh, you should know who I am talking about and I shouldn't have to spell it out for you. But he occasionally does spell it out because he's so frustrated. <laughs> and so, um, but, and it works both ways though, because by saying Zainab that you are God, uh, he's also saying, God, you are Zainab. And so it works both ways. <laughs> I understand the lighted ember and the flip book moving quickly to create a picture that is not there actually, but it is still difficult to understand creation. You and I as quote being quote, moving quickly and not actually here. Is there any more to be said on this to help us understand? Yeah, uh, well, I always like the shadow play. So that might be a way to look at that. So the puppet that the light casts on cast the shadow. The puppet is invisible. And the same way with the mirror. When you look at a mirror, you see your image at twice the focal length. The mirror is, is invisible. If you try to look at the mirror, you'll be out of focus for seeing the image. And so we don't look at the mirror, we look at the image. We don't look at the puppet, we look at the shadow that's cast. And so when we think we're looking at, I'm looking at you, I and I think I'm looking at you and focusing on you. Well, I'm not focusing on you because you are invisible. And what I'm focusing on is twice the focal length between me and you. And that is I'm focusing on the divine. And so that's how the, the that this is coming at us. And now the light uh, from the projector, which hits the puppet, uh, the puppet and the light the puppet changes a little bit, it goes this way, goes this way, goes that way, and the and the shadow keeps moving this way. And we think each shadow is, is uh, that is a continuous shadow, and it's a continuous story, uh, but it's not. It's this image, this image, this image, this image, and then we see it quickly, we see it like that. Um, and so what that, in a, and, and we'll never be able to grasp this because it's moving faster than 15 frames for a sec per second. Ibn Arabi is saying it's moving at 10 to the 43 <laughs> times uh, a second. Uh, and so beyond quickly. Um, it's the vibration of the of creation of universe, which some people can sense that there's a vibration. So vibration is when something moves without going from place to place. So, so there's three, three or four kinds of movement. One of them is trans translateral when you move from A to B, uh, but then vibration, it stays in the same place, but it, something is moving. And so that's in a sense, uh, the way that we describe ourselves as vibrating and we're pulsating. So each image that's coming to us, each tajalli that's coming to us is pushing us and pulsating us and making us appear different at every moment. And because it's 
coming as this projection instead of as innate to me, that's why the, the Sufi is the child of the moment, and that's why the Sufi is non-judgmental, because there is no innate thing that I am. I have no innateness, either good or bad. Um, and so you, it's, it, would be, it would be unhelpful for you to judge me as being good or bad, uh, because I have nothing innate. Um, I am a puppet which is casting a shadow. The cat is casting a shadow you like or you don't like. Um, and so this, this is the way, the way that this, well, the way the lineage or this, the Sufi, the way, the way this teaching has us understand the physics of this coming in and out of a new creation is to speak about adab and about behavior. And so by saying, you know, don't judge someone because they can change at any moment. Uh, don't judge someone because you don't know what God did with them before. You don't know what God will do with them next. So that I can understand um, because that's in the sort of a human uh, behavioral place. But it is also the description of this crazy, crazy mathematical physics of, of Planck sections and femtoseconds and vibrations and all sorts of crazy things. And so the, the way that Ibn Arabi, he'll say it in the sort of the mathematical way, and then he'll, then he'll give us the behavioral way, which is more accessible for most of us human beings. <laughs> So are there any other questions or comments? The chat box, let's see. Oh, okay, here's one. A follow previous uh, question and answer. The puppet is ultimately empty? Question mark? Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're coming into this in the last few days. Uh, uh, we have a close reading and Omar is there. And, and, and uh, one of the questions is what these entities are. Um, and we, we tend to think in theological or philosophical terms that they are these individual entities. Um, but Ibn Arabi keeps telling us that the Ayn, the entity is Wahd, is one. And so the entity is actually, let's call them mirrors. And so these mirrors themselves uh, have different dimensions. They're tall, big, small, concave, convex, and all these different things. But the mirrorness of them is actually uh, pre-creation and so there you then that means that they're divine and so that these are what's in the divine are mirrors which are going to be used to see the divine these mirrors have, are tall short narrow wide uh, concave convex and all these different things um, and yet uh, and the mirrors are also mutable in a way so they're not really the immutable entities they're stabilized they're stabilized for view but they also can change uh, mirrors can be polished so the mirror aspect of them is the divine entity and the sort of uh, the day-to-day -day or happenstance or um, uh, perceptible reality of them is our our different mirrors and so the mirror itself is divine. The shape is a particular shape which never repeats so as to be a mirror for the divine. And some of the mirrors need to be narrow and very rusted. Uh, some of the mirrors need to be concave and polished. And so all of the mirrors have to be something and they have to be different to see and to act as, as a mirror. So we're not all the same in one sense. 
because th they're this these mirrors so the the there nothing repeats in creation and there is and Allah is infinite infinite and therefore both the tajalli each one of those are different and never repeating but the mirror that they hit is also uh, re never uh, the same twice and so you have double variables making things even more infinite than they are <laughs> and so uh, and so only that would be suitable for the divine so we're not all the same uh, but we are all the same as mirrors and we change these mirrors and so it's our good fortune to polish our mirrors and that means that we are being made to be a particular uh, image production place and which is beautiful and beloved to god and so the, it's grace that you polish your mirror, that it's grace that we we associate with the friends, that we do good things. It's that's a grace to us because it means that we are the mirror is being prepped, is being angled and polished and stretched so that it can be a beautiful image that is pleasing to Allah. Because not all the images are pleasing to Allah. So Allah says, I do not like the ones who are oppressive. I do not like the ones who are stingy. Um, and so all of these images are all divine, but not all of them are liked or loved by the divine. So we want to be mirrors that are polished and that produce an image which will be pleasing to Allah. Okay. The meaning of love is unexplainable. It can only be described as unveiling of knowledge that God is contained in our heart in which I, me, is an image of God. Is this acceptable? Yeah, so, so love is that unveiling, yes. And, um, and, and what's contained, the, the who, that, who is contained is contained in the heart because the heart is always changing is always ever able to receive a new look and that goes back to the imagery of when i was growing up they had the nikons that had the the automatic shutter go advancing so you press the button and go tick 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 and it's taking all these pictures like that and you're thinking how expensive is the film uh and so that's your image for how the heart keeps giving a new surface to the tajalli. And because the heart can give a new surface every moment and never the same surface twice, then Allah says, the heart is vast enough for me, is spacious enough for me. Um, if the heart were a slow, got the, if the shutter got stuck and the advancing got stuck, then that heart would not be big enough uh, for the divine. And so, because the divine would keep putting a tajalli, a light, onto this film and the film would just be getting overexposed and double exposed and triple exposed. And so the heart, which is a, which is a movement, which is a secure being, which is uh, paralleling or mirroring the divine name of movement, and it's, which is a slave, which is ex accepting of all the images that will come to the film, that film, that heart, that slave is uh, vast enough for the divine. Could it be said that the mirror is a dynamic, a seeing rather than a thing, whose own seeing? Beautiful. So that yeah, that only God sees God, and so this this unveiling or this seeing is at moment and moment and moment and moment, and there's never a moment that stops. And you say that's it, um, and that's why Bayezid Bistami said, "The one who loves 
uh, could drink uh, the sea of water and still his tongue is hanging out thirsty for more. And so the reason we're thirsty for more is we want one more frame. Give me one more frame, expose one more frame, expose one more frame, expose one more frame. And we never said that's enough. I'm going to take that home and frame it. Uh, so it is it is very much dynamic and moving. And we feel that in vibrations. We feel that things never say this stay the same. Um, and Ibn Arabi says that's also why we are created uh, innately to be bored and to be bored quickly to say that's a, that's not not enough i want to see it again i want to see something else i want to see something new and so we're all, we're created to say that's not enough um so we we and so the on the sufi path there's no such thing as politeness to god saying you know thank you for your nice uh, vision that you gave me and that's enough it's always give me more give me more and then we're created to forget as well so i forgot what you look like could you show me again i forgot what you look like show me again and that's that's why we're created this way uh the other beings uh they're able to uh they're not they're not that way so there's something very special about the human to forget and to uh, be bored so <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, so a lot of appreciation here. Very appreciative of great brushwork in tracing the nature of the untraceable. You've made my mirror shine. And this explanation of the mirror brings a lot of clarity to the concept. Uh, comment. Birds are said to see at 120 frames per second, whereas humans between 30 to 60 frames per second. Oh, yeah, so that that's wonderful. Wow, um, that that the eyes, the eye created eyes, uh, they're different uh, technical abilities and and specifications. Uh, 120 frames per second, and so they're they're closer to understanding that these are how things are. Um, and so to be to be bird like then is to to flicker from one place to another and flit from one place to another. Beautiful. Um. Let's see, you've mentioned that the shape is one variable. What was the other variable, the shape yes. of the mirror? So the mirror is, is always varying and, and it's always different. And what's being projected to the mirror is always changing. So those, those are, this one is uh, never the same twice, what is being projected. And then what is being receiving of the projection is itself never the same twice. And so this never the never the same twice is striking the never the same twice. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. Yeah, there's um, yes, please, Omar. Yeah. Please. Yeah, just 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 had a thought, a question. The the never the same twice in terms of the mirror ourselves. Um, considering the primordial disposition, the fitra and um and 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 you know we think of going back to the fitra or polishing the mirror brings you back to the fitra but then are we saying that the fitra is never the same twice the primordial disposition the polished mirror is never the same twice or the mirror is never the same twice because it accumulates rust and dust whether they are good rust and dust or bad rust and dust you know it we accumulate by experience by by knowledge, etc. So, so what is never the same twice? The the mirror as is, or the mirror even the polished, the primordial. And what what will it mean if the primordial disposition is is changing? Uh, 
Right, right, right. Well, as you were saying that, suddenly yeah, Ibn Arabi talks about that the, the end is better than the beginning. And so we have in uh, Surah Duha the, uh, that, you're, that the end, the next will be better than the first. And that I think this is going back to this concept. So we have a perfect mirror which sees, Allah subhi rabbikum, am I not your cherisher? And our mirror reflects that beautifully. And we say, yes, you are a cherisher. And there's no doubt, there's no one, ha no one has any kind of defective mirror which uh, can't see that, that, yes, you are a cherisher. And, um, and there are no, in that sense, there are no defective mirrors, that every mirror does what it's supposed to do. And if there were a mirror that were defective, then there would be a more perfect world somewhere else. And so that poem tells us that there is no more perfect world than you. Uh, so you, your mirror is not defective. And yet what happens is that from that primordial moment into the, the womb and then into, into Mother Earth and then into the grave and then along the bridge, Along that, we're gathering all these experiences, and our mirror is becoming more rich. There's, there's no question that, it's, that there's a richness to this experience. Either richness that has to be rubbed off uh, by fire, or richness which has to be rubbed in uh, as a beautiful thing, as a good thing in the garden. So, so whatever the situation is, this richness is telling us that this mirror, the next mirror is better than the, the earlier mirror. And so uh, that that really validates or, or, or tells us these experiences are very important. Um, and then in Surat al-Tawbah, that the bad things will be changed to the good. Well, this is telling us that have more and more things to be changed uh, so that if they were bad, they can be changed to good. So to the accumulation of experiences then is a, is a, is a beautiful thing, and that's why we're given this accumulation. Um, and this accumulation, and so Ibn Arabi says, and even if uh, in the story of, of Abraham as the friend of God, uh, when Abraham says, you know, I won't give you a bite to eat unless you say there's no God but God, and the person says, you want me to give up the religion of my ancestors <laughs> for a bite to eat, and he goes away, and then God chastises Abraham and says, I've been feeding this guy for 70 years and never once has he thanked me. He always thanks other gods and so on. Um, and so Ibn Arabi says, so the Rahmah of Allah lets this person go for 70 years accumulating and accumulating stuff. Uh, and so, uh, but the, that accumulation is better than it was before. Because that accumulation, maybe it's a lot of particles of sand which have been stuck to the mirror and made the mirror very uh, poor uh, in giving an image. But those particles of sand stuck to the mirror now will polish and make that mirror even brighter. And so uh, whatever the experiences are, the Rahma gives us these experiences. Um, and then it's for us to hope that by grace, these experiences that were bad, negative, or are particulate uh, will be used for the good to polish us. So, so I'll <laughs> Here's a question um, that was written to me about Surah Al-Baqarah 187. Mm -hmm. And the question is, a portion of the verse reads, and quote, and eat and drink until the white thread light of dawn appears to you distinct from the black thread darkness of night. It's my understanding that the phrase at night was revealed later because the followers were confused by the original revelation. We believe that Allah is omniscient. However, 
providing a revelation that requires further clarification to me indicates that he, God, didn't anticipate that verse caused confusion. This has been bothering me for a while, and I haven't been able to get my head around it. Did that make sense? Uh, well, that's that's probably an email question. So if you could, uh, if if the person could email me, that would be good. And uh, so so put your email here, and I'll I'll email you, and we'll we'll look at all of that. So the question of abrogation, we actually were talking about abrogation and things like that uh, a few days ago. So uh, we can we can look at that. Um, okay. So here's. Here's another one. Great expression of being rubbed off by fire or rubbed in by the garden. Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, there's some things you want you anoint yourself. You want to rub in, and some things you want to get out, get rid of. <laughs> so definitely. So yeah. So these these rubbings, uh, you know, and that's why the fire is arahma is is a is a mercy, and arahman is one and two affects take place so that that the Rahman brings rain one effect it could be to push some old man's hut down the hill and the other effect could be making some flowers grow beautifully so it's one rain has having two different effects and so that's why even the fire then is seen as a mercy because it's doing something that needs to be done and one of them is burning off and that's why the moment the the faithful uh you know we get our burning off when we get fevers and we get sick and we get challenges and we get all these problems with viruses and so on those are our methods that are used to to make us uh, burn off what needs to be burnt off and so better now than later <laughs> so, alhamdulillah and so aisha writes to me it's all ilaha illallah wonderful wonderful so, uh, so thank you so much you and i want to mention since we're about at the end of our time um that um, uh, we need to post how to reach you to donate to Shuabe's efforts um, for this incredible wisdom and teaching that, that he's offering for free to all of us. So um, if um, either Aisha, oh good, Aisha's starting to post the PayPal, and then she'll also post um, your snail mail um, for those who want to send a check. Do you have that Aisha as well? If not, um, yeah, great. Okay, there it is. Okay, so in the chat box, um, you can see how to gift back to our beloved Chue. Um, yeah, the, the, this uh, we're, it's called the Futahat Project, and it's really uh, it's it's including so many different things now, the way to convey these messages. And the latest one uh, is that we may have some poems up on a website to be announced. Uh, it's a website you all know well. Um, and, and Jana will give us the recitation and we'll have a transliteration and a translation of some poems. And the first ones we're starting with are the hirka, the cloak of honor, because when Ibn Arabi has these poems, uh, there to girls and women and freed slaves and all sorts of different people. So it's really neat to have that. So we'll be putting those up soon, inshallah. And so the Futa project, you know, that's one of the, the next uh, uh, endeavors that, we're, that we're, we're starting on, so. And volume four got sent to Korea, the printers, and the printers have said it's ready to go. So they're gonna put that in the big wheels. So that's volume four, so alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah.
Thank you so much. And Lishan just said something, and Lishan, that's our illustrated guide to Ibn Arabi, and that's getting closer too. And Lishan is going to tell me whether Hafizan has got the titles yet. So, so okay, good to see everyone. Take care. Alhamdulillah.